Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I am your host, Bua, Lord and Master <laughs> of this land on the OFT Podcast over at OneFootDown.com. And with me, as always, Jude Seymour, Brendan McAlinden, fellow, uh, we, we're going to have to think about new fantasy land. There's all sorts of fantasy stuff uh, going on here, but now that we're, we're carrying the axe for the Fellowship of Kaa season, uh, if y'all don't know, check out Twitter. Fellas, what's up? Uh, so you're the artist formerly known as Joshua. Is that the deal? I never, I never thought it would get to this. I never <laughs> thought that story would touch so many people. I love that uh, story. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Mindy and uh, and what's her face over in uh, Defiance. Oh, what's her face? <laughs> oh, what's her face? I mean, boys, <laughs> I'm just excited that now that the nonsense is out of the way that we can get to the real football season as it begins in earnest this Saturday, 2 p.m. on ABC as the XFL kicks off. Boys, I know you're excited. I'm excited. I'm not ABC or Fox. ABC? No, it's running the full gauntlet, man. I mean, it's ABC, Fox, ESPN. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Ooh. I'm just, uh, it's, it's going to be real. And I know. Are they going to some... do the names on the back of the jerseys like they did last time with like the he hate me and stuff? I think they're going straight professional. Like, like they're going, they're going, they're straight edge. Vince learned some lessons on the first go. But see, Uh, that was a lesson. That was a lesson learned. Like that was cool. That part of it was good. Like the shit with the, uh, with the, the fake dating of the cheerleaders was stupid, but like the name, like whatever name you wanted in the back, that was all right. Yeah. I don't know. Eh, Taking the fun out of it. But anyways, I will say this before we move on. They seem to really have their shit together. Like even like like this seems legit. Like if they really work this right, and we say that about every. I mean, I'm just. I said I would have said that about the AAF. I'm eternally optimistic about about spring football leagues. So I'm and that's a fault of mine. But this this seems a lot different than the other leagues. You know that have that have come through Even the the XFL the first time around the uh, the the World League which I loved which actually lasted quite a while just over in Europe um, and then the the what was that what was the last league name uh, Alliance the Alliance of American Football I was the commissioner of a very successful a uh, fantasy football league uh, <laughs> where I had already spent the winnings because I was just dominating the entire league and then the league <laughs> folded. And I had to give everybody their ten bucks back. It was terrible. It was, it was just it was absolutely abhorrent. I mean, they did like eight weeks. You should yeah. have claimed you should have claimed the money on that. that I, that's a mistake on your part. I mean, I couldn't I, because there would have been a playoff, and who knows what happens in the playoffs? playoffs? I, I mean, pl- playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I hope it works out. They seem like they got. They really do seem like they got the shit together. I think the uniforms are, are pretty nice. Uh, the names they got announcers, they got announcers, which is big. A lot crazy. of ND. I'm excited for that too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully excited. More so are we, are we rooting for the Guardians because they have two former Notre Dame players, Scott no. Daly and Ron Jones? No, okay. Right. Brendan cannot bring us. Now, I did put out there that they would become the Guardians would become the OFD uh, adopted team if if Billy got season tickets. He has not yet got season tickets for the Guardians, although he said he would probably make it to, to a handful of games. So, so we'll definitely have to see on that. I don't know. I mean, I, you, I can't get past 
the Vipers uniforms. Uh, For as long as I've been on this they're, earth, they're I've been a Tampa Bay Vipers fan. That's just, <laughs> just like I can remember my earliest memories of being uh, of waking up and, and watching Tampa Bay Vipers games. <laughs> just it, it, it really sticks with you. And um, there is, I mean, Terry Folson, as soon as he gets healthy, uh, knock on wood, um, he'll be, yeah, he'll be lining would... up back there. There'll be a little thunder and lightning with uh, the headless horseman, Davion Smith. Right. Remember Davion Smith lost his head. Uh, Jamie Cloudy knocked it off and he's out there uh, somehow. He's picked himself oh back God. up. And he is. Uh, Are he's, you talking uh, about that hit in the outback bowl? Holy yeah. cow. I thought that man was dead. Well, was, he, he, he did die. But just like the Hessian, uh, he is risen and he is the headless horseman. Um, and he's out there uh, making plays. And hopefully the headless horseman and Terry and Folston, the man with mechanical knees, can get it done. Is, uh, is Hank Stram involved in this story too? Um, uh, in, in a roundabout way, but I did appreciate in the Super Bowl broadcast Tank Strand being mentioned, though Joe Buck, uh, he did not mention the 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 true story. I of, was uh, I was struggling. I was very disappointed in that. Yeah, I was too. But I, I, had, I, thought, I thought Buck was a pro. I bet uh, fifty dollars saying that Purdue would be mentioned during the broadcast. I was very sorely disappointed that that did not happen. Not once, huh? No. <laughs> Weirdest Go thing. Weird thing. Weirdest thing. Can't explain it. <laughs> All right. All right. So we uh, we have gathered here tonight. Uh, so we're talking about some Notre Dame football, and we do have some recent news. And um, kind of fitting for this week, we got a commitment. Notre Dame 2021 class safety three-star Justin Walters out of Bolingbrook, Illinois, which, uh, by the way, you guys, is the same uh, high school as uh, Mike Duke Treadway. Uh, okay. Just- Want to let you know that that that's important for later on in the podcast that you know that I know that, uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I th- he's definitely an, he's a name that we ha- was brought up early uh, when when offers start going out like look it is still like extremely early oh yeah uh, twenty twenty one style but you know with the way the new cycle has worked it's not as early as what you might think but Justin Walters is a name that has been around since they've been talking about the twenty one twenty or the 21 class. Um, so it's a, it's a big get for, it's not a big get in the terms of ranking right now. Like, um, you know, he's the, he's in the four hundreds of both, you know, rivals and 24 seven. Uh, but Notre Dame really wants him. They really like him. So you kind of got, have to give him the benefit of the doubt right now. I mean, you got to remember Kyle Hamilton was a three star, uh, this time during the cycle. Oh, he wasn't even three star. He was like, uh, when Kyle rank Hamilton was initially ranked, he was 0.83. On the uh, um, 24/7 composite sports ranking, which I'm looking at it right now, he was ranked. There were they said that there was 1,051 players better than Kyle Hamilton as of uh, oh, February 15th. Better safety than Kyle Hamilton. That's, yeah. what we're, that, that's what we're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but they said that there was a there was there was 1,051 players better than Kyle Hamilton around Seriously. the same time in his uh, recruitment as as this guy, but. Um, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the fact that he hasn't, as far as I can tell, he hasn't been to any of the the big national sort of meat market uh, recruiting exposés, which is how which all is of this important. Works. Which is important only to their rankings. I mean, yeah, one of the, one of the big reasons why I like Brendan Clark a lot, uh, quarterback. If you don't know his name, I, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you, but you know he wasn't a big camp guy. Didn't go do a whole lot. I mean, he did do a, a couple, but wasn't a big. Some of these guys are just out there chasing stars as much as they can, and they're going to every camp they can possibly go to. 
which I mean, great if you got nothing else to do, but I kind of don't see the point. Um, but anyways, Walters hasn't been out there doing any of that. And so they're, I mean, they don't even have a 40 time, nope. but something that, you know, should be brought up. Notre Dame said, what was it last year, Jude, when Brian Kelly talked, I mean, he kept, he kept saying verifiable, verifiable speed. speed. Yeah. Like, I think it was like 40 times in one press conference, right? Late last year. Might've been like a signing day thing last yep. year. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Walters, I assume has a verifiable 40 for Notre Dame to jump on. And I, I said, saw some of his stuff a few months ago. I guess maybe it was in August. I was going through a bunch of the stuff and saw some of the stuff from sophomore year. Uh, I just watched some of his junior year stuff. He looks fast enough. I mean, he's got great football speed. He's and long. He's only 175 pounds, which doesn't make sense. Cause he really knocks the shit out of these guys. Um, I mean, he, he's running through them. Um, so he's six, two. I mean, he's a long yeah. kid, a yeah, long kid, decent frame, extremely bald head, extremely bald head. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, so I mean, just, I, I know there's not a whole lot of celebration across the internet over a three-star rank to the four hundreds. It's early in the cycle. Notre Dame really likes him, really wanted him. Uh, and I have to trust in Clark Lee and Terry Joseph at this point. So, I, I I I think it's safe to say it's a good get. Yeah. So good, good job. Look, there is going to be a lot of recruiting news for the 21 class moving forward. We're starting to get, you know, guys coming up for unofficial visits. Official visits will start to happen this spring. Um, there's a lot of big names, uh, a lot of offensive linemen with five stars attached to their name. Um, it, it there's, It's going to be a... And, you know, I think uh, Walters was the eighth commitment for this class already. So, you know, they're starting to fill this class out. Uh, so between now and eh, probably the end of June, you, you should have most of your class, if not all of it, pretty much wrapped up. You know, depending upon some of the bigger names, like a, like a Will Shipley or uh, or uh, I think you pronounce it Samar or Kimar uh, Wheaton, another five-star running back in Texas. That's uh, high on Notre Dame. Um so here comes the bum rush Re- ready or not. Here comes 2021. And, uh, which brings me to the fact that it's signing day, uh, in a couple days. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah. we talked about this during the last podcast that we, we don't expect Notre Dame to actually sign anybody during this, this no, now second. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This is, we, I mean, man, I, it's just crazy. I mean, signing day, I might've wrote a letter to a Senator once about it being a national holiday. Uh, <laughs> you know, so like, like just imagine, just imagine if, if you could have Super Bowl Monday as a national holiday, along with signing day Wednesday. So you might as well not, not work. We can, you could shut the whole country down for a week. If you know, in February with Ed president's day coming up the week, you know, week and a half after that, it's, it's insane. 28 days in a month. I can tell you where I was at when Eddie Vanderdose signed with Notre Dame. I remember, I remember that, uh, that recruitment Which time? Is, the first, well, the, the, the signing day one. Uh, but I remember, uh, walking my, my puppy around the neighborhood and throwing up a, uh, a fist bump in the air as I, as I saw it only to be, well, to be like down. the end of breakfast club. Yeah. It was just like that. It was like, it was like, 
hey, 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 boom, boom. I've never done anything more petty. Signs. Have you ever done anything more petty than than that nonsense? No, absolutely not. No, that that definitely is the pettiest recruitment. Like if that if that really went down the way it went down, like they were genuinely that pissed off that his name was leaked before he announced. I mean, it wasn't gonna fucking work out anyways, right? Yeah, and I don't think it worked out for anybody in the end. But, but I mean, no. Eddie Vander does cool. play some grandback to see get some so more like, time with him. His grandson. What's that? I said it worked out for his grandma because she got to spend more time with his grandson. I, you know, I tried to, I tried to look up the other day whether or not his grandmother was still still with us here on this earth, and and I was I was largely unsuccessful. Nobody seems to have followed up on that key point. So. Are you saying that this is a Linnea Kakua part two? I am not, I'm not invoking that name at all. <laughs> I am not saying that. I mean, they, I'm just saying. I hope Eddie Vanderdose's grandmother is still in good health and still with us. I mean, they did uh, revive uh, Deadspin for a couple of days with the uh, unnamed sportsblog.com or whatever, <laughs> temporary name to sportsblog.com or whatever it was. So don't, let's not give them any ideas. Oof. <laughs> so, I mean, let's, okay, let, let's, uh, let's backtrack a little bit because I, 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 we had mentioned the Super Bowl a couple of times. It happened. Sure did. <laughs> what are you guys' general thoughts about about uh, about the Chiefs' victory there tonight? Wow, Cal, uh, Cal Shanahan, huh? Yeah, great job. <laughs> um, so, um, as far as I can tell, having watched all of the footballs uh, this entire month of January and then into to um, February, um, Jimmy G threw what sixteen passes in the previous two football games where they had won and, and basically throughout the regular season, they were a run first team and Jimmy G just sort of Trent Dilford his way into the Super Bowl, And then all of a sudden Kyle Shanahan decided to go full Brian Kelly, 20 and just started chucking the football. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen. What, what, what was it? It was like 31 pass attempts and 22 rushing attempts with a 6.4 yards per carry. It was the most maddening. I was getting like, I was getting like, it was like heroin withdrawal watching that football game. I was just like, Oh God, please stop, stop Kyle, (laughs) Kyle. Cause you had them on the ropes and they just, they just kept throwing it. And it just, it was the most baffling thing I've ever seen. And you had a fullback and I was watching the game and all I could think is how excited Josh you must have been just seeing all of the work that fullbacks were getting. I was a little, I was a little giddy. It was not only for the, you know, they broke out like the freaking box. Kids, the old Notre Dame kids. box. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, so like my dream of Notre Dame running the, out of the T formation this year, I think it's still alive, gentlemen. I think it's still, still there. I mean, uh, I, I am reading Frank Leahy's. Uh, book about the T formation as we speak. Uh, so I think you need to screenshot some pictures of diagrams in Frank Leahy's book and tag coach Taylor in, in on Instagram. I think, I think I, he needs to, I, see I won't these. need to, I won't need to tag him. He'll see. He follows me. <laughs> he, likes stuff. he like he likes it. I mean, until, I until he says, until he says that it's a bad idea. I mean, he's already, he's already on to, he was already on to the T bring back the T formation. I was gonna see if there's a if there's a short paragraph I could read here, uh, just just to let you know what Frank. These are the words of Frank Leahy. I mean, which are I mean, this is like a holy book. 
right? Uh, so this is them talking about the the quick opener against the five three two one, and he's talking about the the left tackle and left end. The left tackle and left end are asked once again to take care of the downfield block assignments. Before they break, they break away, they must make certain that none of the opponents are pulling back to stop the play. All of our downfield blockers are instructed never to pass up a potential tackler. We want our field cleared, and if anyone makes a tackle, we want it to be the man in front of our blockers rather than a man behind them. I mean, so said Frank. Quinn I mean, Nelson I just would have fit in very nicely there. I just picture you sitting there, like much like. Um, much like someone with like Sun Tzu's Art of War sitting on there. It's like um, in, in Chapter 10 on terrain, ground which can be freely traversed by both sides. Yes. Is let, me, called let me tell you, I'm so intrigued by this book that I, ha- that I forced myself to look up uh, the copyright law uh, to see if I could just read this book. Oh, just fair a, use, yeah. As a, yeah, as, a, uh, as an add-on to the podcast. Uh, but... I think that needs to be pre nineteen twenty three. I think is the the date, and uh, we're just yep, about a couple of decades past that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for other ways around it. So what you're saying is, in twenty years, we can totally do this. No, no. It, there, there is an actual set date where everything is fair use pre. And I, I'm sure it's whenever the publishing houses came in and started not like I could read David Copperfield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's all sorts of shit I could just read. Um, I could I could read the Bible or I could read uh, the catechism. I could whatever the the diet of worms. But uh, this book is just a couple decades past that because there's actually a, a really solid um, uh, book that uh, I can't remember the, the name of the author, but he wrote it with um, with Moose Krause uh, about Leahy, Persegian, Rockney and Holtz. Uh, and I believe it was during the 91 Notre Dame football season. That he, that he did, or maybe it was the 90 season. Uh, and he was with Moose with all this. So, and I was, I was just going to read that off as a, as a fun summertime thing, but that would be illegal. So I can't do that. What if you were to contact the Leahy estate and to get strict permission I, from them? I couldn't, they couldn't allow it. Either. I would, it would have to be permission from the publisher. Oh man. Trust me. I, like I, is- I have, I have looked into this and I'm trying to make sure that I don't, don't get sued. <laughs> I feel like this is Walt Disney's fault in some way. Can we blame it, Walt Disney for this? No, absolutely. Because of Walt Disney's uh, uh, copyright laws in order to keep Mickey Mouse, who I believe is coming up in the next like five years of the oh, Mickey does, Mouse. So that date makes sense, right? 1923. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Emo yeah. Willie. Yeah. Thanks, Walt. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Ruin, Walt. podcasting. Thanks, Walt. So the question was about the Super Bowl, and we ended yes. up at Walt Disney, of course. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference, right? It's all just sort of big corporate event, just like Disney. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, did the, you the guys watch fo- that game? Football, listen, the best football atmosphere in professional football is the wild card games in the playoffs. Two weeks before. AFC, Once you get NFC past that, it gets more and more corporate. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, so the I mean, the Super Bowl is just a big – for, I, I mean, you got you. You've seen that. You watched the. You've seen the Grams. You, yeah, I watched Jessica Smetana's Instagram all yeah, week. I, I Grams. It, it's it's corporate out the max. I mean, whoever wants to be there is there. It is probably twenty percent real fans. I, but I mean, it is what it is. That's the Super Bowl. I, I don't. I don't it's hate not even it. clean football. I'm not it's not even, yeah, I'm not gonna hate on it. But I. But it's not to me. It's not like showing up in in Buffalo. 
in January uh, for a wild card matchup. You, you see how my voice is even changing. Talk, for, think about that. For you my gear, money, you got to gear up for that shit. For my money, it's Bill Mafia going to get you. Conference championship weekend. So two weeks before the AFC and the NFC championship games for my money is the best Sunday in professional sports. Cause the regular season, because they've ruined it with the playoffs um, is basically just cause it doesn't matter who wins or lo- loses as long as you manage to go at least win 10 games or whatever your division sucks. But yeah, the Super Bowl is just kind of a huge bummer. And I find myself, we, we, have, you know, you guys too, right? You have to put your kids down to bed during the Super Bowl game. Did that happen to you boys? Uh, I, I was I fortunate. I was my wife did that night. for me. I wasn't home Super Bowl night, so, so I. Uh, but I had other things going on while I was watching it uh, on my phone. <laughs> I found myself fast forwarding through special teams, not commercials, and then I didn't get caught up because we have a seven thirty bedtime. I didn't get caught up until the fourth quarter. And I didn't want to fast forward through the commercials and I was more willing to fast forward through the special teams and <laughs> oh I missed I missed the first play of first down. Cause it just I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about the Super Bowl where it's not a very clean I'll, I'll, I'll say this though. It was the Super Bowl so it was a, kind of a changing of the guard. I yes, mean absolutely. Obviously that's low hanging fruit with with Patrick Mahomes and his age and the fact that Tom Brady wasn't there. But you know, those two teams, I mean, the 49ers got a long and storied history. Yes. You know, of so you I mean, team so, in football, so but yeah, but they were talking about, we're talking about young players talking about some it was almost two throughout the season. Anyways, two different concepts of how to run an offense. Um, it, it was kind of a nice change of pace from what we, from what we've been given over the last, last five years or so. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a Packers fan, so I was disappointed, of course, that, that they weren't playing uh, Kansas City, which would have been a great story in itself, uh, considering the, you know, the Super Bowl history of those two, those two pro- or franchises. But, you know, it, it was kind of nice seeing kind of a changing of the guard. And, yeah, you know, the all these young quarterbacks in the league now, it, it's the changeover now. Um, so, you know, that's that's nice and fresh and fun. Yeah, and somebody I mean, who would. Oh. Go ahead, Brennan. Oh, I was just going to say that it was nice seeing that Brian Kelly had both the left, coached both the left and the right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, I mean, Joe Staley's going to retire soon, and then uh, Brian Kelly, Mike McGlinchey, is going to flip on over to the uh, to the left side. So it was kind of nice seeing Brian Kelly's. So uh, they went, they went, when they went air raid, was Mike and uh, – <laughs> were they looking at each other like – Man, we've seen this shit before. Oh, yeah. Both of them have seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew this shit was happening. They uh, they called out Sheldon early, Sheldon Day early in the game for getting washed out in a huge run. Oh, yeah. Run. Oh, yeah. He, uh, but then he got, a, he got a stuff and a half. Maybe, I want to say maybe about the third quarter yeah. that it really blew up a, a series nicely. So, he, he had a, he he had an uneven game. He did get called out pretty hardcore by the announcing crew. Yeah, uh, but he—I mean—he got. It's hard to, he's hard to miss with his dreadlocks. So I mean, he got rocked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful dreads, by the way. So I mean, I—it t- was a good game. Uh, it was a fun game. I thought it was a fun game to watch. Um, I think you know, we've, we've missed one thing too. Uh, did you ever feel like when Alze Mack got drafted in the seventh round by the New Orleans Saints that he was going to be a Super Bowl winner by the end of the year? He gets a ring, doesn't he? 
I mean, I'm pretty sure he does. It's crazy. No, no, <laughs> not a million years. Uh, I, I did appreciate this game because, uh, Patrick Mahomes, little brother is a, like, like a legit, like TikTok famous person. Uh, and so, of course, of course, and of so course. he's got these videos on TikTok of him on the field during the game or after the game, uh, doing the TikTok dances and the faces of the dudes behind him, who I assume are paid security to make sure he doesn't get wiped out by somebody, uh, were priceless. Cause they're looking at him like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I'm now learning that there are such things as TikTok dances. I, yeah. Is, oh, are they like Fortnite dances? Oh, or? Keep up, Jude. Jude. Dude, I'm on I the turn 40 now. last year. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm 41. I, I am 10 steps ahead of you, uh, which means I'm probably like a decade sooner into the grave than you. But <laughs> at least I'll go to my grave knowing exactly how to drop the woe. So <laughs> see people that look. You're not laughing, Jude, but people that, that people that are on TikTok when I just said that are like, oh, he's legit. He's so legit. Steve Buscemi, how are you doing, fellow kids? Dot gif. <laughs> that one I understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what, guys? That was a, a hell of an intro here. I so but you know what we really need? We need a solid musical intro uh, for the podcast. So just real quick, I want to ask our listeners, readers, whatever. We are not, okay, when I say we, I'm not talking about Brendan. We are not technically sound people, uh, Jude and I. We, I can't, I can mix a couple tracks together. I can't really do a thing. So look, here is your chance to be um, a part of this podcast in some special way. We're looking for a musical intro. Uh, something that kind of has some pizzazz. Uh, put the eight, put the eight bit Notre Dame uh, fights on intro uh, mixed in with it. I don't know. We're looking to do a little something different. We're trying to profresh this shit up a little bit. So if you got a submission uh, about thirty seconds long, we'll take it and we'll we'll take a look at it. We'll listen to it. We'll vote on it. And if we like it, we'll use it. Uh, and I just want to put that out there. But can, we are going can to. I, uh... Can I offer to uh, send a, a fresh uh, Tommy T-shirt to uh, the person who we ultimately ultimately select? Absolutely, that is a great suggestion, Jude. So, awesome. so if you send in your selections, the per- person that we ends up using, there is a gorgeous green and and yellow. I mean, this is the 1977 color scheme, 2007 color scheme, if, if you will. Um, Tommy T-shirt, it's 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 hot, man. It's the best mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, whoever, if someone sends one in and we select it to use as our full time, I'll send you a shirt for sure. What if someone were to just take you saying the word "ua" and then just <laughs> putting that to the Notre Dame fight song? <laughs> I would number one. I would bow down at their amazing. That'd be amazing. That that takes some talent. Number two, I would probably turn it into a TikTok somehow. Okay. And number three, they probably would get the, t- the Tommy T-shirt just for the hell of it, right. <laughs> even if we use it or not, because <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Uh, then I make sure I go find uh, what's her face. <laughs> oh yeah, what? Well, yeah, yeah. What's her face? She's the one that came up with it. Yeah, Patrick I can't. Mahomes is a uh, girlfriend. No, but much credit to oh. her. You know what? She stuck with. Uh, I mean, we all can 
can hope. You know, I heard some people making disparaging remarks about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Why, man? The, I, I think she was very excited for, and she was very invested in her husband's. Like you don't, you wouldn't see Giselle Bunch doing anything like that. She couldn't be bothered to watch a game of football for Tom Brady. Look, my favorite, Wait, whoa, my whoa, favorite whoa, whoa. video is her, not, is her guess, not, is her guess again. That's Wait. my favorite video right now. Is her yelling out? Guess again. Guess again. For, I love that. Yeah. I never would have thought that would have came out of somebody's mouth. Guess again. I just thought, so I instantly started laughing. I thought, that's fucking great. That's, Wait, that's top wanna, notch right there. I want to back up. Brendan, are you doing a bit with Giselle there? Because Giselle famously said something about the Super Bowl that I maybe you've forgotten. Do you remember oh, this? No, I most certainly didn't forget about her erroneously calling out the man who helped Tom Brady win a ring previous years. Yeah, no, no, no. I am uh, I am not unaware of her just uh, throwing uh, throwing uh, Edelman, Super right? P under the bus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Julian Edelman... What was what was the exact quote? My husband can't throw fucking throw and, throw catch. and catch the ball, and he sure <laughs> couldn't because he dropped the pass the next year when. when <laughs> yeah, that was great. Love that. Maybe his Uggs weren't hitting him right that day. No, they sure weren't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, I think maybe we'll start talking more about Notre Dame uh, than this previous half hour, but. Hey. Uh, Maybe. I mean, yeah, we, we might. It's National might. Signing Day. It's all about Notre Dame yeah, this year, yeah. right? Massive day recruiting. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, here we go. We, we promised some football. Okay. All right. So National Signing Day recruiting. How, how do we want to start this, guys? We're not signing anybody, right? No, we're not signing anybody. This is, this is what we're going to do. We're gonna get. We're gonna give out the list of the preferred walk-ons, most likely uh, that Notre Dame is bringing in, which I find extremely interesting. Oh, and did you get a list? No, no one. Ha- I have not been able to uh, come up with one. And I am declined to provide that to you. Well, dude, I, I think they really can't <laughs> legally. <laughs> a source can provide that to me. Uh, at Notre Dame, but uh, that has not happened. Oh, they don't officially sign until tomorrow. I think it's or same Wednesday. Rules. Yeah, same rules, man. Uh, so uh, I couldn't get a a, uh, a pre-ordered right. list like I wanted because I wanted to do something special. But y'all don't want to be special. There's no such thing as early enrollee preferred walk-ons. Is that a misnomer? Uh, hold up. Let me. Uh, let me. I think Google. How many kids does John Bon Jovi have? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've lost it. We've lost cabin pressure. Um, I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> so um oh yeah, good. Good, good wine coming after the crash wine <laughs> oh I'm, I'm fucking done <laughs> okay <clears throat> brendan that was amazing <laughs> how many kids does he have <laughs> okay but yeah i wanted to do something kind of special <laughs> for these guys because i mean but no one really pays attention until they're like guys like, like uh, lacrosse pro kicker um, is one. So I don't know. 
look, one of these preferred walk-ons is going to be a name that gets talked. Like, uh, Agoro was a guy that was a preferred walk-on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, if it was mentioned, I think, in the in an Irish Illustrated podcast a few weeks ago, like, they were like, hey, maybe Notre Dame should just say, hey, we'll give you a scholarship if you stick around instead of, tra- instead of you know, grad transferring out because we need numbers at corner. Well, you're he, talking about Timmy in this case, right? Yeah. Timmy Goro? Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, according to them, they thought that if they said that, maybe he'd stick around. The, look, well, what I'm saying is these preferred walk-on guys are, are pretty, they're extremely important to your program. Notre Dame is not big state U. They're not Ohio State. They're not Alabama. So their walk-on program is operated extremely different, is, is a lot different. They can't matriculate kids through the, the system like Alabama does. Great I mean, shirts. It's it's more of the same across the board everywhere now, anyways, with with how they do this. But you know, like a decade ago, it was grabbing kids out of student body, and a big state U is going to have a bigger pool to to get from. Right? There's going to be guys that that know they have a better, decent chance. They're going to go there, have a decent chance of walking on, and being a part of the program. Notre Dame, smaller school. There's not a whole lot of bodies there for you to choose from. It's glor- the, the Notre Dame walk-on program is glorified mainly because of Rudy, but that glorification, the results from that program w- aren't what you think. It's not some like Texas A&M style c- kind of deal. The way these preferred walk-on stuff has been going on, it's been a big deal. These are guys that would play at the, you know, the one, two way level or FCS level, whatever however you want to say it stuff like that, but they come to Notre Dame, like, hey, you will be on the team. You'll be able to work yourself into the mix as best as best as you can, maybe even earn a scholarship. So they do a pretty good job of recruiting these guys, and they're, you know, whether they pan out as an actual player on special teams or not or, or on a real unit, it, it, you know, Chris Fink's a guy, you know, that, w- that was there. Sure. I mean, so yeah. this stuff, the, the, this is important to the program. Um, you you could have a, a player in there. I mean, do we beat Michigan without Chris Fink, Mawson, somebody in 2017? I still say probably, but that was pretty, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, do you beat USC in 2018 without Chris Fink? Probably not. You know, I mean, Joe Schmidt, right? Joe Schmidt was a walk Joe Schmidt was another guy. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, could you have Brian Van Gorder without a Joe Schmidt? No. So, yeah. I mean, maybe so, you get Van Gorder sooner without Joe Schmidt. Would Jalen Smith have been allowed to blitz if Joe Schmidt wasn't on the roster? Maybe. Yeah. That's a, that is a what if for the ages. So this stuff's important, and I want I really wanted to roll out the list and make a bigger deal of it than than we have in the past because this is really all we got, right? Uh, so we had talked to the last podcast, and Notre, Notre Dame's basically whiffing on two spots. Um, there's two spots for them to have. Technically, they are one over the scholarship limit, I think, right now. Um, but with normal spring attrition and all that, this is going to be more like what we had gotten away from. We're going into fall camp, we might be down two or three spots. Uh, so, you know, Colin Grunhard and uh, I can't remember who else had gotten the uh, the late semester scholarship from Kelly. They may end up being scholarship players by the time fall camp rolls around anyways. So no, I, I I wish there was more to do that. I mean, in a way, it's nice because uh, there's not a whole lot of. It, it used to be a lot of work, especially running you know running a website and trying to really lay this out correctly and not being like 
a actual recruiting website. It's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a little easier now. I do miss, and I've said this before too, I do miss that rush of that one day. Uh, even with all the the law, the heartbreaking law, recruiting losses, and, and I, I do miss that like special one day of fucking craziness. That man time uh, moment, just on, right? Just on just on a personal level, like uh, uh, out of an entertainment enjoyment level. Uh, working it, no, this the way they do it now is just fine, um, and it's good for players, and it's great for Notre Dame. Uh, but I do miss the, I do I miss the drama, the the Devonte Neal sighting. Uh, I mean, there's just some good stuff going on, but, um, oh, well, yeah, I can't, I mean, I don't know. I, I sort of, I'm not somebody that goes to a casino. I can't go to a casino and I can't bet. Right. Cause I, I'm too pragmatic about things and there's something to be said about the calm and the sanctity of, of just knowing that your class is finished. There's nothing going to happen. You've got all the players. I've, I've vetted everything out. There's no sort of shadiness going on because for every Manti Teo or uh, Devontae Neal, who, I mean, eventually, and then Eddie Vanderdose, who also eventually, right, um, there's, you know, a dozen of them where they don't break your way and you're left brokenhearted. Um, so, I mean, I kind of like the the fact that Notre Dame has just got all of their ducks in a row and – we look at national signing day as just sort of a, uh, uh, Hey, look at the, the, the plebs like us USC is looking at this national signing day as just like, what kind of three stars can we put onto our roster so we can fill an 85 man roster. Look at Stanford where half of their roster transferred out or graduated and Stanford's just trying to put bodies on here for national signing day. It's yeah, nice uh, to be AJ able Costello to just, going to join uh, Mike Leach yeah. now over at Mississippi yeah, state. Mississippi state. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if Stanford's going to put 85 men on the field next year. They're going to, it's, it's bad. Well, not all at once. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, be, I mean, they they might have a hard time getting the 78. uh, Yeah. Right. So it, there is something to be said for the spot that Notre Dame is in where it's, it's not a bad spot. And right now, what's the class, what's the class rank? Like 16th? Is it 16th? Yeah. Yep. And it might not be 16th tomorrow, but or by Wednesday. By Wednesday, it could be 18th. But I feel pretty good. You feel pretty good. Do you guys feel pretty good about the way that the, this small class panned out? With the exception of Landon Barlson, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, th- this is Barlson related, but I mean, corners and safeties. Yes. I, it, it, was, it was very underwhelming. Um I, we addressed that, but the coaching off. staff addressed itself, sort of self-evaluation, addition I mean, by you, subtraction. You really have to like what they did, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Drew Pine, for as bad or as much as he had dropped in the rankings, is still a four-star quarterback that looked really good in his um, in his All-Star game. Uh, so, I, you know, I like that. Um, I mean, he's stepping into a funny situation between, you know, with, with Tyler Buckner being committed for the 2022 class, um, but. You know, he looks like a very capable quarterback. He's a he's a Kelly. He's one of those Kelly kind of looking guys, you know, like yeah. an Ian Book, like Tommy Reese. Um, so that's not a bad thing. Those guys have won. Those guys win football games. Uh, then, you know, a five star tight end, uh, a five star wide receiver, uh, a five star in our minds running back and Chris Tyree. Um, then you got some, you know, some big linemen and Baker and Carmody. I mean, you got some you know, off, offensively. They really have 
a nice class. I mean, there's the underrated guy, Xavier Watts, with a lot of speed. Uh, I mean, there's some nice pieces on defense. There is some very nice. But defensively, I mean, I like Jordan Patello a lot. He seems like he's, he's a Samoan, a, which is a plus, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all about poly kids. Uh, well, Riley, Riley Mills is now, great. Now, with Jordan, you really got to throw in the Korean part, too. That's he's true. a very, I read, so he's very like proud of both his, his Polynesian and his Korean heritage. So, uh, I like that a lot. I mean, I, he just, he just looks mean as fuck out there in the field. Um, he might be, he, he, I haven't decided quite yet who is my favorite player out of this class, but he is right up there. Um, Riley Mills signed, right. And, and yeah. Samson wrote a nice article up and he's from Tommy Reese's hometown, but we all know the real reason he signed is because Notre Dame's playing at soldier field in 2022. <laughs> uh, uh. I was Jude. I was very grateful you asked that question on the pot of gold podcast. So now I have a very definitive way to point people's retarded. Yeah. For the people that didn't listen to pot of gold, just recap for them. What, what, what Tyler's insight is Tyler James, who covered recruiting for many years for the South Bend Tribune. It's basically, it's my insight. It's, it's the same, it's the same logic. The question was, is, you know, does do all these, Games inside NFL stadiums, these neutral site games under name likes to do shamrock series, stuff like that. Does this really affect recruiting? And just to paraphrase, like, no, not really. This is this isn't something that moves the needle on these guys. It's something cool to say to a recruit. It is a talking point, but it is not anything that affects their decision. And to me, if you're if you're propping something up as it's part of the decision making and it's nowhere near, you know. <laughs> Let's not prop it up like as such. I mean, move on to the next reason. Uh, but many people think that this, these these games are oh, it's big. They may never play in an NFL stadium, so this is gonna be important. No kid in this at may, playing at this level of college football thinks that they're not gonna play in the NFL. And if they think that way, who gives a shit if they commit to their name or not? If they, you know, I mean, if they're if they're not coming. If they're not coming to Notre Dame, fully believing in themselves that they're going to play in the NFL one day, what does it matter if they're? What does it matter? Why would you? Why would you ever say, "Well, they may never play in, you know, a Lambo in their life"? They're not thinking that way. I mean, think back when you were eighteen. You thought you were going to nineteen years old. You pretty much thought you were going to take on the world. You may not even been thinking about any of that shit. Maybe you're just thinking about this girl that just walked down the sidewalk, and you're obsessed. Obsessed with that sundress for the next three weeks. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe you watched the halftime show last night and you're oh. a 13 year old boy <laughs> and you can't control your erections. So you have to go upstairs and excuse yourself for five minutes. That I mean, was happen, you know? amazing. Oh my God. That was amazing. All I know is that Braylon <laughs> Allen is the number five safety in the nation out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And he was very excited about getting his Notre Dame offer. And I cannot help but to think, you know what? This kid's probably going to commit at the Lambeau Field game because, man, those professional stadiums, they're just all about it. And the only thing that that, that, that 17, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids care about more than, than a $70 ticket to a professional football game is um, uh, what? Um, <laughs> The early bird special <laughs> at Bob Evans. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, what I else do they care about? Uh, Josh Groban albums. They love Josh Groban. Those the 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 youth. They they love that, right? They raise uh, them up. I thought it was a Rich Rodriguez thing. Remember, what, remember what Dick Rod used to make them listen to the, "You Lift Me Up." That's why. And that's but, why Western. How, how did Michigan Western, ever fire him? That's why West Virginia lost a pit in the backyard brawl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. The song is 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 the uh, after effect of that. Like Rich Dick Rod had probably crashed so hard after losing to Juan Stash on the crutches that to not play for the national championship that he needed some kind of weird music like that, and so that that carried him on into Michigan. It's the only thing that kept him going right on to uh, Renan instituting a three three five Michigan. So yeah. thing about recruiting is, um, look, Notre Dame has to do it all over the country. It's an important part of who they are. Um, so they, they prop up these neutral side games as a way to do that. It, but if they just played the team and they're at the team's house, it's basically the same thing. Um, but like I said, Notre Dame has to go around the country, but, uh, right now I, I have been called out by, uh, by Jude and, uh, by Brennan here. There is some local recruiting, Indiana, Ohio, and, uh, Brennan, Explain why this, why you threw this challenge down. So, for those of you who who went through our Hawaii, our um, Christmas spectacular, the Hawaii Bowl Christmas spectacular, um, I was sitting back there just mouth agape as Josh is just like player after player, not only listing where they 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 went to high school, but wh- like the city that these kids came out of, but where they went to high school, and I thought. Well, hold up, Josh. There's no way that that Jude and I would throw a bunch of kids from Indiana and Ohio at you, and you'd be able to not only name the city, but then also name the high school that they went to. There's no way. I and, said, I, and I said, I uh, you in the yeah, I, I said the year. It was a hard set at 2007. I mean, with um, uh, you know, the repeated uh, head trauma from, from raising a couple of boys. Um, <laughs> There's no way that you'd be able to, to retain memory outside of 13 years. So I thought maybe we'll put a hard cap on two, 2007. So okay. if, if just to confirm with the audience, you did no no research, right? No, you were, no, you were busy just, uh, getting into yes. uh, uh, um, into a text war with my daughter's uh, friends or so-called friends. Uh, yeah, that, that was fun. But yeah, no, this is this was straight honor system, honor code. Uh, you laid down the challenge. I said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I won't go refresh uh, my memory at all about uh, whatever it was, 2007 back, whatever it was. Um, obviously, I think I've looked at the two, at the uh, 2020 class a couple times uh, today. Uh, but anyways, but yeah, just so tell me the crew's name, sh- Indiana, Ohio. I'll give you the, the city and the high school. And I set the over under for being wrong at about one and a half. Well, in memory of Todd Hulmo, the athletic director of BYU, <laughs> and their strict adherence to an honor code, I'm going to keep you to it. Um, so, Jude, do you want to let, let's just go back and forth? Just yeah. Right do you want to do you want to start? Or do you want to start easy and get him warmed up, or do you want to just go let's immediately just warm for the heart? And let the let's let the audience. Uh, All just right. Yeah. Sort let's, of get let's, a, let, let's start with uh, Kyle Rudolph. Where did Kyle Rudolph go to school? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Did we lose Josh? <laughs> oh man! 
dropped off the face of the earth. So, you know, we, oh, I, oh, I had you on mute because I was, uh, I, I snapped off like a true asshole. So that, that sucks. No, it was, it's Elder in Cincinnati. I mean, let's go look I, it up. Wow. I had this is already been this guy. He's got he's to look it up. Here are the windpipes up here for some, for some clean answers. So, uh, yeah. No, Elder, well, Elder in Cincinnati. Okay. 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 Right. Uh, we'll, we'll go to, um, uh, how about we go? Uh, we'll, we'll go with the, the, the 2000, uh, 2010 class. We'll go a little bit off the map. How about uh, Derek Roback, uh, fan oh, favorite? Derek Roback. Waverly. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was Waverly? Yeah, it was Waverly. It was Waverly. Ah! <laughs> I, so, I, I was going to go with Willoughby. Before you start uh, celebrating too much, tell me about Eiler Hardy. Where did he go? Oh, I had that one too. Oh my god, that was the top wow. That was one of the ones I had. Um, how about uh, Jimmy uh, Byron? Uh, Saint Ignatius, Cleveland. How about how no, about? No, uh, we got him. We got him. We got him on one. Uh, oh. Jimmy Byron was, in fact, another uh, Cincinnati kid. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's singing Nation. Oh, singing Nation, Cleveland. Oh, damn it! You're right. You, you know, got, I, I got I me. You got me. I got you. You ain't got me, son. Okay. Oh, that was Godception right there. That was Godception. Uh, tell me about uh, McKelty Williams. Where did he go to school? Oh yeah, he's uh, Warren Central over there in Indiana. He's uh, only the second Warren Central that I can remember that uh, with Sheldon Day being the first. Fuck. Uh, what um, about Brandon Tiansom? Tiansom. Uh, he's an Indianapolis kid. I think Park Tudor. Park Tudor. Wow. 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 Uh, how about uh, Will Mahone? Where did Will Mahone go to school? Fitch. Youngstown, baby. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little layup, right? Uh, how about Tony Springman? Oh, Fort Wayne. Dwanger. Uh How about... Uh, John Turner. Cathedral, Indianapolis. Hmm. Come All on, right. guys. How about I mean, Chase Hounshell? Oh, fuck. Oh, I had the <laughs> Um, Lake Catholic. Ah. Yeah. Could you tell me the uh, the town he's from? By any it's, it's a Cleveland suburb. I'm not going to give you the exact town. <laughs> Uh, it's apparently mentor. Mentor. Okay. Okay. He has a very, very good looking twin sister. <laughs> did we do uh, Jacob Matuska? Yeah, we did not do Jacob Matusta. It's Columbus. I am going to fucking not get his high school. Um, hold on. No, 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 no. Is it Archbishop Hartley? Wow. It's Bishop Hartley, but Bishop that is, Hartley, yeah. that is damn impressive. I mean, okay. this is this is basically an exercise in futility for us, Jude. Because, I mean, there's there's certain people that know things, right? There's 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 people that know uh, they can they can list off like uh, thirty seven numbers in in pi, right? Pi, they can they yeah. can really get down into it. There's people who can um, list off uh, all presidents of the United States forward and backwards. Um, there's people who can list off prime numbers right up f- forever. And then there's Josh who can just name the high school and the city most u- of every the single most useless information. Of, we, I mean, that, that is pretty do, much me. 
That is Did me we do on the Daniel, fucking nutshell. Daniel Cage? Uh, no. Daniel Cage was, uh, he's Cincinnati, high school. It's a straight, it's one Notre Dame doesn't normally, was it Wynn Woods? Winton Woods. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. How about Colin McGovern? McGovern's from Illinois. Damn it. <laughs> how about John Dirksen? Oh, that's a, uh, um, uh, Marion local, uh, or Maria Stein, uh, yeah. Marion high school there in here in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Small school. Yeah. How about a layup drill? Uh, Daniel Smith. Clay in South Bend. There you go. And, uh, how about Gunner Keel? Uh, Columbus East, Columbus, Indiana. Here's a, here's one. Maybe we can get him on some recency bias. Uh, how about Jack Kaiser? See if he's how- lost his touch. Uh, it's Pioneer High School. I cannot remember the name of the small podunk town, it but it's Pioneer, Pioneer High, High school, school, and it's Royal Center, Indiana. Yeah, ro- okay, Royal Center. Josh, you son of a bitch. Guess what? You were – what did you set the line at? One and a half? And I yeah. don't think that you missed one. You even got the one where I threw in the, the Illinois kid, and you pulled off that it was Illinois. That was – Josh. I can't believe you guys didn't ask me about more Cincinnati guys. I was so worried – about mixing up like uh, Sadex and Colerain. All right, let's do it. Let's I do it. Thought, I'll, I just I'll, thought it would. I thought it would be. All right, all right. Just Alex, pick up the 2010 yeah, recruiting Alex, class. Alex Welch. Yeah, just Elder. The... Andrew Hendricks. Moeller. Luke Massa. Sadex. Oh wow, Matt, Matt James. James. Sadex. Yeah. Jared this Grace. guy. Colerain. Uh, Tyler Eifert. Fort Wayne Dwinger, bitch. Elijah Taylor. Oh, he was another, him and Daniel Cage. Fuck. Um, man, here comes the one. I cannot. Re- I cannot think of Elijah Taylor's high school. Moeller. Was it Moeller? Yeah, it was Moeller. Oh my God! Maybe that. I know what. I know why I missed that because I was so worried about. I'm still thinking about uh, Daniel Cage and freaking Winton Woods. Woods, yeah. How, how, how about Tom all- Kramer? Uh, Kramer was um, shit. Yeah, the recency might get him. Oh, oh, that's oh. slipping yeah. in his old age. I no, I. Oh man, it, it's not Moeller. It's an X. Nope, it's nope. Elder. Elder. Yeah, I think. What about the brothers McCartney? Where did they go to school? Oh, Youngstown, Cardinal Mooney. Okay. Man, I can't see that. Was, that was what I was worried about. The Catholic schools down in Cincinnati. I was. I knew they would trip me up somehow. And that. And sure enough, I thought for sure. About, how about that, Nick Martin? Oh, Bishop Chatard in Indianapolis. Nice. And, and, and Zach Martin. And what about Justin? Justin Brent. Um, he's from Speedway. What is the name of that high school? Shit. Just, it's like, I don't understand how your brain can be wired in such a way where it's, it's just so like, amazing. It's, it's Speedway, amazing, but right? I, it's, I don't know the high school. What, what is that? The name of that high school is apparently Speedway. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was right. Well, I wasn't clicking with you because it's just like, I don't, I don't understand how just. How about, uh, how about Asmar Bilal? Oh, Ben Davis. One of the few Ben Davis kids we got. Yeah, and and, uh, Josh Barajas. 
Crown Point, Maryville. Uh, they wrote down Andrian. That's the name of the high school in Crown Point, and, right? Andrian. Oh, Mar- Maryville is the name of the town, it said, and Andrian is the name of the high school. Okay. What about Sean Crawford? Uh, man, Sean's my boy. That's Lakewood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you think of the high school name or no? Uh, is that I can't, I can't it's not Lake Catholic, is it? No. Oh. Nope. Uh, I guarantee you, Josh is just sitting back in his chair. I can't. I'm bourbon in I'm, hand. Fuck. I, okay. It's okay. What's St. Edward. St. Edward. They're green and yellow. <laughs> and how about Malik Zaire? Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's Alter down there in Dayton, getting Yeah. And what about Deshaun Kaiser? Uh, Central Catholic, Toledo. Is that everyone? I, I mean, that's all the ones I wrote down. So that's, that's a that's lot all of the ones I have. That's all of them. So that's I went just, over. I, I did go over. I don't know, man. Did he, did he miss two? Talk, I mean, talk, he missed a couple, yeah. But that's okay. <sighs> Disappointed myself. I mean that I don't. I'm not sure. There's a lot of people in America that could that could go through that sort of gauntlet of uh, two states because it's not even your. Because I mean, you're not really uh, a resident of Ohio. You didn't go through all the Michigan on that line. You straddled that line at Carroll. uh, I uh, Goodman. uh, I guess Goodman was pre uh, 2007. But uh, I mean, Jalen Smith was at Lures, which trips everybody up because most of the guys come from Dwenger. Straight that layup. How are you on Michigan and Illinois? Are you like, are you as good or uh, no? I'm decent with the cities in Michigan and Illinois. Not so much the high, high schools. See, Ohio is because I live in Ohio. I know high school, fo- Ohio high school football, Indiana. I, I, I'm Fort Wayne's really my, basically my hometown. Yeah. I'm mean, basically live. This was a shitty in- suburb on the, on the, uh, uh, you know, on the border across the town, across the way. Um, so, um, I, 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 Fort Wayne, Indiana football, I know pretty well. Michigan and Illinois, I will know a lot of more of their cities. Like I remember Robert Hughes was at Hubbard High School in in Chicago. Um, Darius Fleming was from St. Rita, shit like that. You know, I mean, the, there's a few schools that you remember for, that you definitely remember. You know, Jonas Gray at uh, what was he say, Country Day over there in Detroit. Um, you know, stuff like that. Some of the bigger ones. Some of the, you know, Johnny Williams is from Berrien Springs. Uh, Ade uh, uh, is from um, around the around the west coast of Michigan too. Is he um, like a Battle Creek guy for some reason? That sticks in my head. Grand Rapids. Grand I Rapids. Think. Okay. I mean, East Grand Rapids is the big school over there. I don't know about Ade where he was. You remember what class he was in? I mean, it doesn't matter. But Josh, I gotta tell you, man, that <laughs> of the things that I have seen, that was Bravo. Uh, that was that was absolutely Bravo to to just go there. It was like. Um, yeah, it was like when, uh, Zach Galifianakis has the, the, the math above his head in the hangover one where he's got to win all the money at the, <laughs> I don't was, know. I'm still pissed. That was I'm some next about, level about, about, stuff, man. And I'm I know about Elijah Taylor and Sean Crawford. Yeah. The two that, that got you is, is going to haunt your dreams tonight, but man, you cannot, um, you can't, you can't get yourself down about that. Oh, that was pretty, that was great. Good job. And of all the all ones right. that you picked off, um, 
like, you know, going through it. I mean, if we're going to do fun stuff like this, let's, let's just go all in on the fun. If you could if you could sign a five star at any position other than QB, because that's the big one. Right. I mean, what position would you want to sign? If, if we're just doing fun, 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 fun uh, signing day stuff. Right? Jim, I'm going to let you go ahead and answer this one first. You talking to me uh, first? Okay. Um, all right. My first blush, my answer is linebacker. So, yeah, uh, controls, you know, kind of quarterbacks to defense. It's you like you like what Manti Teo and Jalen Smith brought to the program. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with linebacker. I'm sure there's other answers that are probably as good, but I don't think linebacker is a bad answer. So I'm going to go linebacker. That's a fair choice. I think of of the positions in the sport, linebacker probably has the smallest amount of representation. I don't have the exact math on it, but I would have to imagine that there's fewer five-star linebackers than running back or wide receiver or quarterback, right? That's a uh, choice. I mean, that's a pretty astute yeah. Um, yeah. observation. I bet you're probably right Yeah. now that I think about it. I think, I mean, I... I, I think pass rushers are a premium. Yeah. So whether, whether it's a five-star outside linebacker or a five-star defensive end, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, we already brought up Clowney <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Nick yeah. Bosa. Yeah, I mean, Bosa. I, I like I like Jude's pick a linebacker a lot, but um, but I would, yeah, I would, I would definitely go defensive end. For me, the one that I think that I would probably take, I like defensive end, and I like both of those in defense. I think. I mean, you can't I go wrong. We can all agree. I think we all agree. Five star or five star long snapper, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've had those five star. Um, I think for me though is I want that five star dominant defensive tackle because that's what sort of sets the table for your entire defense, and it's something that Notre Dame really hasn't had. I mean, we've had five star linebackers and we've had five star defensive ends. Um, but we've never had that sort of inside present, like dominant five star defensive tackle. And that's the guy that if you can get that sort of disruption on the inside, um, that's that's something I kind of hope to to one day have, but I don't think the, ho- yeah, I think the home wrecker, the guy who lives in your backfield. That Gerald McCoy and Dominican Sue sort of in Eddie your uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Donald inside guy. And I mean, look at the the impact that Jerry Taylor that Terry Taylor hey, had. Hey, speaking of Donald, there is a uh a Donald a defensive lineman, uh last name Donald from Pittsburgh. Uh I don't know if he's related. I'm a, I just want to let you know we are Is recruiting him for the 20, 2021 class. Oh, interesting. Uh, uncommitted recruit that Notre Dame has an offer out to. So uh, I'll have to look into that, see if that there's any. I, I just remember seeing the name and seeing the, the city, Pittsburgh. So, you know, I'm a, um, so I just kind of put uh, that little thing in there. I'm well, kind of curious. I should check into that. Putting a little two and two together. I mean, I'm all on board for. I will say for, there, for, there is not there. enough. There is not enough. Uh, Ohio offers out. No, I mean, this, the state, Ohio state's really, I mean, Ryan Day's really locked down. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Cause that's actually not that true anymore. And, uh, it's one of the big reasons why, like I I have, I teach my son to respect Ohio state. Um, like we're not big Ohio, we're not Ohio state haters in this house. That may shock and appall a lot of Notre Dame fans out there, but living in this state, through the John Cooper and Jim Trestle eras, there was a huge amount of respect 
uh, for Ohio high school football players from the Ohio State program while those two men were in charge. Once Urban Meyer took over, he kind of pissed on some of the Ohio programs and was recruiting more nationally, which looks like Ryan Day is continuing that trend. So a lot of the, a lot of the great, a lot of Buckeye greats uh, throughout the years, some you know that didn't go on into great great NFL careers. These are guys that you know from Ohio schools. You know when I played ball, I played against guys that went to Ohio State. I played against a really big fucker. I went to Michigan State, um, but it's it's it there is there is Ohio talent left in the state. Now they are going to have to head elsewhere because of what Ohio State is doing on a national level. Um, you know, so there there's not as much room for them. I guess you will. Now they're attacking. They're going back to Cincinnati a lot harder than they were. Um, and, you know, and they're still up in Cleveland. I mean, they're, they're not abandoning, the, you know, the talent in state. Let's not get it twisted. But there is a. There's still a strong number of really good players. I would like to see when you know when Kelly first came to Notre Dame. It was Ohio, and I do the, I did the states thing for many years. You know, Ohio climbed right up in there. It was like once Weiss left, the Jersey guys went down and the Ohio guys went up. Um, so I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see a few more Ohio guys up all up in there. It is, uh, Elliot Donald is a uh, nephew of Aaron Donald, by the way. There you um, go. Yeah. I mean, spot on, by the way. I mean, look, look at this guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so, so you're saying that Ohio is not locked down by uh day or urban they're but they're, they're, they're top, taking their pick of the top, top litter, tier right? talent top tier talent is so you could tell you could still say that they're locked down but it's not like it used to be i mean because you're not going to get top tier at every position right or at every spot in your recruiting class right so there is still opportunities to get really good football players um and so there's more that way where it used to be i mean trestle stayed in state i mean Jim and Dick Trestle, when they came into town, it was like the president of the United States. I mean, I, they I, call him the governor, right? Yeah. It, yeah that's exa- I mean, that's how it was. It was, it was pretty amazing actually. Um, it, it's just not that way anymore. I mean, obviously when urban Meyer would come to a high school, people lose their shit. It's urban Meyer, blah, blah, blah. But it just wasn't like they were not hitting up all these high schools throughout the state, keeping your state talent. Michigan's come down in Ohio a lot more lately to, to get talent than what they did when Trestle and, and uh, Cooper were there. Can I pose a question to Jude real quick? Please. Jude, if I could offer you a high three-star from the state of Georgia or a low four-star from the state of Ohio, which would you take? Uh, does, it, does it matter what position he plays? Let's say uh, skill position. Because I, I, I get your I get your offensive line thing. So yeah, let's say let's say it's a cornerback. Your, your presumption here is that the that a low or a high three in Georgia is a better prospect than a low four in Ohio. Depending on the position, which I like Jude's line of thinking and asking the position. That, right. So like if you, like if you're saying like a cornerback, like a corner. Yeah, corner, wide receiver, running back. Um would you rather have a Wilma Holmes or a Sebo Flemister? I guess is the question I'm asking. <laughs> right? Uh, that's a that's a low three and not a high four. But I I don't know. I mean, the impression of 
that I've gotten. I, I don't follow recruiting uh, that closely. So, but the impression as as a guy who occasionally dabbles in it is that uh, Georgia football is is uh, is kind of the place where to find the 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 real talent, and um, you know they get to play a lot more than maybe the Ohio kids do. Yeah. So, um, and they also a lot of them are track guys too. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say. I, I guess I'm I'm tempted to just say yeah, the three star from Georgia or whatever. But uh, you know, it's just everybody's so unique. It just it it's it's tough. It's tough yeah, for me. I would, to, lean, I would that. lean that way too, Jude, for sure. Especially especially if we're looking at like like I said like I said a cornerback. I, I think I would lean that way. The, the problem really lies in when we're you're breaking out these recruiting rankings is it, it's so subjective, right? Like it, it just boils down to how much a, a an analyst uh, likes a, a guy or not. How much film he's seen of a has a guy gone to a camp, um, you know. But we've had we've had quite a few players from from Georgia kind of miss. I yeah. mean, you know, like Cal, that Cal Hamilton guy. I mean, no, Torian I Smith. Like, Torian Smith yeah, was ooh. a Rome, yeah. Rome Georgia kid that you know Rome High School that didn't quite hit. Um, however, you know, a guy like Darius Walker, who I was just thinking today, you know, Darius Walker is one of the more under, I think the more underrated football players for Notre Dame in the last 20 years. I mean, go look at a stat line and people like couldn't wait. I mean, no one knew what they had with, they didn't appreciate what they had with Darius Walker. Name me, you just thought that his name me four better, name me three better running backs of this century than Darius Walker. I mean, Julius Jones, right? Um, Josh Adams and go, go. I mean, name I, me, name I, me, name me somebody I, I, better I, I, this I, I, century. Better. I'll, than put, I'll put Dexter. I'll put Dexter down. Dexter one season. Yeah, less I'm, than a thousand yards. Less than a thousand yards. One not his Dexter. <laughs> no, I mean, I just I like Dexter Williams more as a running back, but I I'm mean, a, point taken, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think I just think that you know Walker was he is the more underappreciated running backs or and players in Notre Dame history, and especially when he started looking at his name in the stat lines. Go back and look at the games where he made a difference. I mean, honestly, that that the Michigan 04, game, that 04 yeah. Michigan game, tops it. He won uh, the game. Yeah, I mean that it was in 05 when we had to go up to Ann Arbor. Darius Walker was back there as a sophomore beating his chest at the, I mean, literally beating his chest, pointing at the Michigan defense. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Now he didn't have a game wrecking day that day, but he was a huge part of what Notre Dame did early in the, in the ball game. And, you know, I, he was a competitor. I love, I love Darius Walker. And it, the funny thing was that, you know, people, just, people lost, people weren't as enamored with him because he didn't break off these big, 60, 70 yard runs like a Josh Adams or even Dexter Williams. And the truth of the matter is though, he was still rattling off five yards of carry. I mean, he was excellent in pass in pass protection. He was excellent uh, out of the backfield, receiving the football. Uh, he did a lot of good things. He was uber reliable, did not get hurt. Um, who, who had a better game the, against Ohio it was state? Funny. It was the 2006, it was the bowl game in 2006 against LSU where I actually thought he looked maybe his best. He looked fast as shit coming around the edge against a very good LSU defense. Uh, so I don't know. I, I got a, 
a ton of mad respect for Darius Walker. And I know people will be like, oh, no one ever. It's amazing how people on Twitter think that that people don't think one way. But you, you I've seen it all through, you know, how many freaking years I've done this. A lot of people were not were not too upset about Darius Walker being done, thinking we move on to a faster running back. Whereas he was just a very productive running back. And that is like, a, like an Autry Denson. If Darius Walker isn't on Notre Dame's roster, they start the 2006 season 0-2. That is a fact. They lose to Georgia Tech that well, opening game. Darius Walker on the roster for, a, I mean, they 0-5 and 06 is a, are, they're not, they're disasters. No, yeah. I mean, that 2000, that, that, that opening game against Georgia Tech where they scored 14 points, Darius Walker was one of those touchdowns and he went for like 99 yards or something. Like, if Darius Walker's not on the team, they probably lose that game and they start the season, oh, and uh, well, then they beat Penn State the next week, but they start the season, what, one and, one and two because they get their doors blown off by, by Michigan? Uh, yeah, I just... Darius Walker, that's a that's that's a that's a good call. He is an underrated player on this on this team. Yeah, and he, he was underrated even. I mean, really in high school, right? Because I mean, he broke every single Georgia high school record there was, yeah. including Herschel Walker's. Um, but he was still rated as a three star coming out of high school. That's which is pretty amazing. I don't know. You if you're in Georgia and you're smashing Herschel Walker's records, you're doing something right. I, I, I take that guy. Without you, you can call him a two star. I still take that guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer Perry, right? There's an example of a guy from Georgia that, that didn't hit. Yeah, Spencer Perry did not hit. <laughs> oh, he was all. he was from Georgia, wasn't he? I believe so. He, okay, he transferred. He transferred down. He was at IMG, I think. Yeah. Um, Derek Allen was from Georgia too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Marietta. Don't make me start listening off Georgia high school. <laughs> this is this podcast. Tyler Newsome, go. <laughs> this podcast is basically be titled uh, Carmen San Diego does recruiting. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. We got anything else you guys you want to cover? Brennan, you got any, anything else you want to ask? Yeah. Oh, I got a couple here. Okay. Looking at the show notes, we got a, I got a good one here. All right, fellas, who was the most recruit? Who was the recruit you were most wrong about? Jude, I'm gonna start with you. You can go good or bad, right? Okay. Um, I really liked Dion McIntosh. Like, really, really liked him. I thought, especially after I right, felt very, Virginia. I felt very vindicate, vindicated after the North Carolina game in 2017. Right. I was like. This guy is this guy is going to be great. Dion uh, McIntosh, right? Dion McIntosh, yeah. Okay, I was thinking of Dion Walker when I said uh, Christchurch, Virginia. Oh, okay. Dion no. McIntosh is from Florida. Yeah, Dion McIntosh was. Uh, I think it was a, was he an IMG kid? Mm, that I can't remember. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember either. But anyways, I I just I, I'm not a guy that's the looks at a lot of high school tape, and I certainly don't know how to diagnose people. I just. I just liked the way that he ran and I was, I was expecting great things 2018 and beyond. And obviously that did not work out. So, um, I got a name that's going to blow your mind, but I'm going to let, I'm going to let Brandon answer this one first. 
I'm just surprised that um, the original member of the Asmire Bilal fan club, Jude Seymour, <laughs> didn't uh, didn't list off Jude Seymour on there. Um, yeah, if there was one that, hmm. I got a I confession to make. Watching Asmar Bilal in a spring game, and I felt like he had no idea what he was supposed to be doing, like zero, like. He was the guy that like walk ran over when the play was like everybody was on the ground and all of a sudden he like came into the frame like yeah okay I'm supposed to be in this quadrant okay great you know <laughs> the easy thing to do right is to to pick one where where you thought that they goofed here's one where I was a big dumb idiot I was pissed that they signed Ian Book that's a fact I was upset that they signed Ian Book um, because of the 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 numbers of how it went. That's the one that I think of all my biggest recruiting miss is that Ian book was what did he, he ended up as the 517th ranked three-star recruit in a massively uh, bloated class, right? The 2016 class, 23 signees. When they, when Ian book signed on, I said to myself, why, why are you signing? a? Because that maybe I'm dumb. Uh, Obviously I'm dumb because I said, why And Ian book is, but Brandon Wimbush was the top-rated recruit of the 2015 class. Um, you had waiting in the wings, <laughs> um, you know, Phil Jerkovic uh, coming down the coming down the pipeline. And I thought, why would you sign Ian Book? And uh, guess who's a big dumb idiot? It's this guy right here with two thumbs pointing at himself. I was I was really pissed when they let Cade McNamara go. Well, I don't know that they let him go or more that he decommitted, but I was, I was big on like, Oh my God, you know, and, and I don't know that, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe we knew who book was at that point, but I I just, I remember thinking, Oh man, I can't believe they let Cade McNamara go. But yeah, Yeah, there's, there's Ian book with his like, yeah, I just, I I just, I remember explicitly thinking like, why did we sign? Why did we give a, a a recruiting? Why did we give a spot to a kid that's never going to see the field? And now Ian Book probably might crack most of Notre Dame's passing records as a quarterback. So yeah, good chance. I got I got a name for you guys. Actually, I, I got two, and they're roughly around the same time period, which will tell you a lot. Uh, one, Anthony Vernaglia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of the higher rated recruits, uh, I, I want to say that was 2004, 2003, 2004, um, out there in California. I, th- I think it was Orange Lutheran, maybe. Um, it, it was in Anaheim, I can't remember. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was a an athlete, tight end, linebacker, maybe. Uh, he comes to Notre Dame. They move him around. Uh, he was at a... He was an Apache, which is like a basically like a rover. Um, he, he never panned out for anything, but he was like the name. He was the best recruit in that class, and it was a name that was constantly brought up for like three years as a he's got it together. He's got it together, and nothing, nothing, nothing. It was constantly nothing. You know, they and, and he eventually, uh, I think he transferred to Hofstra, um, wow. as maybe like a grad transfer. Uh, but that that was definitely one that was a, a guy I was super excited about, mainly because he was about one of the only few guys you could get excited about um, around that time. And one other name too, uh, DJ Horde. Oh wow! Uh, another guy uh, from what maybe maybe right around that time, maybe two thousand three. 
highest rated guy. He was a late, late commit, um, uh, from Iowa. And, uh, he eventually ended up transferring to Northern Iowa. Uh, but, uh, you know, a guy with a lot of speed, right. And nothing ever didn't do anything in Notre Dame. Uh, so it was two, those are two examples of four-star bus, um, you know, at Notre Dame. Vernagli was thought of as a five-star style prospect um, early on, too. Uh, eventually, ended up as a, just a, you know, as a four-star. Um, but both Horde and Vernaglia, four-star guys that uh, and part of the top tier of their respective classes, and never did anything. Do you have one uh, like like Brendan's situation where you were just like, "This guy is garbage," and then he actually turned out to be quite a, con- a contributor? Um, Bruce Hedgy. <laughs> oh, not not garbage. It ended up as garbage, but garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, nah, I don't. I don't have like a glaring example. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, I, I mean, which makes me think of like na- another name too. That Freddie Parrish was another guy I was high on that didn't amount to anything. Um, so not really. I, I think um, for some reason I, I never really liked John Carlson until like his later on in his, his Notre Dame career. That's like, interesting. And this is early on. This is like I don't know. Car- I don't know. Carlson came in the year after Quinn or the year with Quinn Brady Quinn. I mean, I know the one. It was like it was like the first. It was like I remember the it was one of the first years I started following recruiting, and it was one of those things. I don't know. I, I I never thought much of him, and then then all of a sudden, you know, he's out there, you know, balling for you. You're like, oh hey, um, the 2006 class class in general was like disappointing. It, it was a huge class. It was Charlie Weiss's first full class, right? Right. It was ranked number five in the country. It was, you know, 26 players. Sergio Brown's on there. Um, but overall, the class just never amounted to much. I mean, uh, I mean, they, they had some great players. I mean, Sam Young, who remains like the second all-time rated commit for, for Notre Dame, or maybe he's the f- number one all-time commit um, as far as like rating-wise was in that class. Uh, but James Aldridge is a guy that never panned out. Um, Demetrius Jones, Conrad Rowland. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I know the one it is Jack- for you. Dick Jackson. Here, here is the most disappointing of all. That class held the last pure fullback that Notre Dame has recruited. Luke Schmidt from Jasper, Indiana. <laughs> Here's the one I know that Josh uh, probably besmirched and hated the most. It's not Kofi Wardlow from the same class. Or uh, Drew, Drew White, Wardlow. who was down. Drew White, who was the 978th of that class. <laughs> no. It was the player who was not even ranked, who was 14th in his position, who Josh was actively campaigning against the entire spring. It was Jonathan Doerr. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've already swallowed my, my, my jagged pills on that one. My, my campaigning for lacrosse bro kicker. Lacrosse bro kicker, yeah. I, like, I will say this to you. Can't say I was super excited about that either. As we start to wrap this bad boy up, I'll, I'll say this. Go back and look at Notre Dame's commit list. If you, you, if you want to think about recruiting and how important a star is or this and that, 
just go back and, you know, 24 seven's got it. I mean, they all got it. The, the, the list for each year. And, and I, right now I was just staring at the reason I say I was staring at 2006 list and I'm mesmerized because I remember a guy like Jashad Gaines from Las Vegas loved him and never heard a word of him. Like you're like, yeah. who, uh, you know, there's just, you know, Kalen Wade, out of, guy from out of Cincinnati. And there's just, there's just all these names that don't matter at all. Didn't do anything or names that, that, you know, just, uh, underperformed and there's a few in there that overperform, but not really. I mean, maybe a guy like, like, like a Robbie Paris out of that 2006 class. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just ran like randomly. I'm going to go to a class. Okay. Let's no, go 2013. 2017. 17 is the hold most on, important 2013. class. 2013, 2013, which was a, a, the fifth ranked. That's amazing. I went from yeah. 2006 to 2013. Both were nationally ranked top five classes. And this is the, this is the 2013 class. Jalen Max Smith, Redfield, Max Redfield, Greg Bryant, Hunter Biven, Torian Folston, Isaac Rochelle, Steve Elmer, John Montalus, Cole Luke, Malik Zaire, Mike McGlinchey, Colin, Colin McGovern, who you fuckers tried to treat, had to cheat me out of, uh, Tory Hunter Jr., <laughs> Doug Randolph, Mike Hireman, Durham Smythe, Will Fuller, James yeah. Onwalu, Devin Butler, Rashad Kinlaw, Corey Robinson, Jacob Matuska, and Michael Deeb. Now, out of all that, there is. 23 guys there, you cut that shit down to half, right? Oh, no. I think that's fair. Here's the, there's a better one, and it's more relevant and closer to it. And it's the 2017 class. Because just a, the 2017 class was the, the, the only time between that and 2013 that Notre Dame finished in the top 10. That was the number 10 class. And I'm going to give this to you, and you tell me, I want, I want an audible ding. For a, an impact player for 2020, okay. right? 20, so for 2020. 2020. Brock Wright. Ding. Cole Komet. Gone. Ding. Well, no. Yeah. No, Gone. Yeah, no, yeah. no impact in 2020, sure. Robert Hainsey. Ding. Ding. Right. right. Josh Lug. Ding. Ding. Daryl Ewell. Darnell Ewell. Darnell Ewell. Brick. Yeah. So nothing. Aaron Banks. Ding. Ding. Right? Ding. Yeah. David Adams, C.J. Holmes, Avery Davis, Isaiah Robertson, Dylan Dang. Gibbons. Isaiah you, Robertson? You just, you, just ding, you just dinged Isaiah Robertson? Yeah, right? Isn't that, isn't that what the – oh, I'm thinking Isaiah Rutherford, right? No, okay. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Robertson. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. So okay. Dylan Gibbons. Now, the four three-star, 470 uh, – Yeah, those are all four-star players, mind th- you. Those are four-star. Now we're getting to the three-stars. Well, so Dylan Gibbons three-star. is a three-star. Yeah, he was a three-star. Now we're getting down to 457th-ranked kid, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Ding, 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 ding. Jafar Armstrong. Ding. Ding. Myron Tagovailoa-Mosa. Ding. Michael Young. Gone. Wop, wop. Josh's favorite player, Kurt Heinisch. Big fucking gong ding. Like a a gong, not not gone. A gong up. Who's the starting linebacker this spring? Jordan Jenmarkeith. Right, he's starting linebacker this spring. Mm-hmm, Remains to be seen, but but I will I'll, I'll give him a ding though. Uh, Jonathan McCollister. McCollister, he's down at yeah, Central Florida. Uh, Drew White. Ding. Kofi Warlow and Jordan Dore. Yeah, Drew White, numbers nine hundred and seventy eighth player in the country. So the most important part of like the interior of this, like the most important parts of the interiors of this defense is 
MTA, Kurt Heinisch, and Drew White all were kids ranked below. And, I mean, Jeremiah Wosukoromoa, the most important, like, the chunk of the middle of the defense is ranked south of 400. You You can make a case that our recruits from 450 south out of that class have outperformed Anything guys are dead outside of Kyle Hamilton, outside of Kyle. Well, I mean, uh, uh, this class, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Brock Wright, yeah, uh, Cole obviously, leaving early for the been injured a lot. Um, but Haynes, you can't, you can't, I don't know, you got three starters on there. You can't, I don't know, that's hey, you got Haynes, Banks, um. They're not, Banks, I mean, Josh Long. I mean, they're, they're, there's there's some good players there. They're not running off Kofi Wardlow, are they? They're just going to let that guy get his Notre Dame degree and just I, I don't know. This is I, I haven't are heard you, a peep. I haven't heard a peep from him. Not a peep. I see him in uh, the street he, game. He, he got in on some action, and I think on one of the icon videos, uh, did a little something, and guys went nuts. So <laughs> he's going to go full Osmar. Just you wait. Okay. No, he's not going full ass. <laughs> I mean. Let's put it this way. I mean, he's he was a 2017 guy, redshirted. So I mean, he's only, he's got two years left. No, he certainly does. So I mean, it, he could. I mean, he could grad transfer, right? But I mean, the point he is, has the, no tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could go to uh, to. I mean, running up for him was like Maryland, right? Because he's a DC kid. I don't but, know. I mean, the point is, is that if you look at the class and it's like, I'm, I'm going to do a thing. um, (laughs) I'm going to do a thing where I look at like recruiting rankings and teams that we play. And there certainly is something to, um, to be said about like the top notch players are the top notch players, but those lower three-star players, your Jeremiah Wusukor, like, is there a player you're more excited to see on defense other than Kyle Hamilton next year than Jeremiah Wusukor or Moa? No. Right? And, I mean, MTA is pretty exciting on the inside, and so is Kurt Heinisch. I mean, they're the anchor of the interior of the defense. So I, there's a lot to be said about that, right? So I just think, I mean, like I said, you go back and look, go through everyone's go through the commit list. If, if not for anything else, but then to realize that how wrong you are when you start saying that Josh Adams was a three-star. No, he wasn't. He's a four-star. <laughs> start going through all your lists there. And it's just, a, it'll amaze you how many guys didn't, didn't hit or are gone off the team or were big surprises. Like Rick Rollo and our big contributor. I mean, it's just it's such an inexact science. It's not science. It's it's not even fucking voodoo. It's like some kind of like left hand path chaos magic. Uh, it, it's crazy how you know how all this works. So and it and the cycle ends this week on Wednesday, and no one's gonna care because we've been wrapped up for damn near a month and a half. All right. Well, I think we're we are an hour and a half deep, and I think if we just keep going, it's just going to be basically if like someone tapped us on our phones and we're having a conversation. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do have to. So we are uh, again. Please rate and review the podcast. Um, sometimes they'll be good, sometimes they'll be bad. But I think over a stretch of like ten podcasts is a good way to evaluate us, right, Jude? Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's there's going to be some explosive ones. 
And there's going to be some maybe boring ones in a way. There's going to be some funny ones. And then there's going to be some ones that just don't make any sense. And that's okay. Judge us off of a, of a cluster, maybe not just one. Um, but, uh, but please rate and review. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I will read it. And we have one this week around. So every week I'm going to do this. Uh, I'll get on the podcast. I'm going to read your reviews. So this one is from Gmaw. Uh, and it was a five-star ranking. So thank you for that. You Gmaw? Ooh-ah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh-ah. <laughs> Jude. Brendan. Shout out to the Ooh-ah. Love you three guys. I always save listening until I am at the gym or out walking. You make me laugh so hard. People think I'm crazy. I also appreciate <laughs> your thoughtful, most of the time, analysis of all things ND. Go Irish. Thank you very much, Gma. I appreciate yeah, thank you, Gma. I yeah, appreciate you. you understanding the scope of this. Like sometimes we say smart shit and sometimes we just don't. And that, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fine. Uh, <laughs> you guys got anything else to add? Thank you very much for that review. Like I said, you guys put it out there. We're going to do it, but we're, you can listen to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, overcast, wherever. Um, but if you do leave a review on Apple podcasts, I will read it. Uh, yeah. USC currently has the 52nd ranked recruiting class. <laughs> they have two, four stars. They're behind Indiana, Texas tech, Oregon state, Missouri, Kansas state, Pittsburgh, Northwestern, the Fighting Matt Campbells, Oklahoma State, Mark D'Antonio, and whatever the hell Arkansas is doing right now, FUSC. Jude, you got anything? Thank you all for sticking with us. I had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we did much better than the Iowa caucuses, which still have not reported results, and it's almost midnight Eastern. So I, tell you what, a, that- I heard they're doing a coin flip. I heard they're doing a coin flip. <laughs> yeah, uh, the coverage on that was has been brutal. They asked, they, I can't remember who was, who, which one it was that wasn't viable. And so they asked, they, they walked up to the chick, like, I'm sorry, your candidate isn't viable. Who are you going to now? And she had said Warren. And they're like, why? Like, she's killing it right now. <laughs> like, this is actual reporting. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's I, 2020, I, y'all. I'm excited. I've never understood the Iowa caucuses. And as an adult, I don't even think I'm going to try anymore. Hopefully this will be the death of the Iowa caucuses, but you it know, won't. it's not, not, not my party. So we'll move on. It will, no, it will just, like, uh, just like, just uh, like Matt Campbell, that hype will never die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got an easier time making that a constitutional. Me- well, we'll just move on now. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks again for listening. We will be back next week. I, I do want to give a small note. Our, our podcast schedule because I'll get, we'll get hit up like, hey, when's the next podcast? It is a little weird because of my and that has to do with my work schedule and uh, Brendan's affinity for uh, sorcery magic. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, so so our podcast publishing schedule is a, is a it, it's pretty consistent but inconsistent. So you know we're recording this on a Monday night. Uh, next week it'll probably be um, what on a Thursday night. So that's just the way, that's just the way these things are going to go. Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe something cool will happen. Maybe we'll get a off the rail show here or there. Uh, I got some fun audio of, I mean, it wasn't that fun. It was just Joe Theismann talking about hanging out in, in freaking Miami, eating Italian food. But I mean, hey, don't forget know. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys see that video of John Elway flying down on a, uh, 
uh, on a scooter or something like that in Miami. I sure I, did. I did not, but I'm going to go look it up. I I just thought it was the fun. I just thought it was kind of the funnest kind of thing. Like he looks so happy. I just thought, man, that's that must be nice to be that happy. <laughs> so, all right, for all of us, uh, to you, uh, hang in there with us. We're going to make it through this off season. Spring ball is coming up soon. Um, uh, enjoy signing day this week. Uh, the total relaxation of the signing day, and. Uh, Go Irish. <laughs>